Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey there, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to another episode. Always fun. Anytime I can talk with, I still, as I always say, call her Lady Sarah, because that's, you know, where I know you from. It's originally Game of Thrones, but you are on Twitter um, and everything else at Sarah Palpatine. Sarah, how are we doing today? Thank you, Sir Matt, for having me on. Doing good. Excited yeah. to chat about Star Wars. Always. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. The last time we talked, we were just, uh, just before we hit record here trying to i was trying to remember what it was and it was uh just it was the mandalorian season three trailer that had dropped and i think we did talk a little bit about bad batch because i think bad batch was going on at that time or maybe it was i can't remember but um anyway that, that's what we talked about so today we're going to definitely dive into now that mandalorian season three is over our mando season three you know sort of reaction review as well as visions might dive a little bit into bad batch uh you know se- season two here and of course, um, you know, just wherever else the the journey takes us, we just sort of go. So I think we will start here, Sarah, with general sort of thoughts of Mandalorian season three as a whole. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think after Andor and having to process so much and having just just really stellar, crazy writing um, and just seeing a phenomenal season. I like needed to kind of just dump my brain out and just decide to just buckle up, strap in for the ride and just go with it. And so I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought the finale was really good. Maybe a little, I wish the finale was a little bit longer, but I I try not to get too nitpicky, but um, I really, I enjoyed watching Grogu have a little independence, um, officially being adopted by Dinjarin was awesome. And I just loved getting to know Bo-Katan more because uh, I haven't met her in the Clone Wars yet. Not not quite there. So oh, it was, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm <clears throat> I'm with you. I liked this season. I don't know that I particularly loved it. Um, if I had to sort of rank it, I would say that I th- maybe thought it was the weaker of the three seasons, but still being like the weaker of the three seasons is still, you know, like you're an absolute amazing piece of content, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, what's the worst of the original trilogy? Well, it might be the first movie, you know, I, but that doesn't mean it's not, it's still Star Wars. I mean, so it's still... It's still a great, obviously great movie. So that's still how I sort of felt. But I guess maybe I just felt like after season one and two, I felt a lot, you know, stronger about it. But I did like the overall Mandalorian arc of the season and um, getting to run around with both Bo-Katan. There was a little bit of Grogu. I thought we were going to get a lot more about Grogu's story. 
they yeah yeah they really teased us with those order 66 stuff but it was just really just one little and that was cool we got the flashback and um you know ahmad best who played jar jar binks he also plays i'm always i blank on the actual jedi that he plays but he plays the same uh quillen beck or something like that keller and beck yes keller and beck yes who he also you know it, that was the jedi he played in the almost like i don't know like legends of the hidden temple show uh is like the, the easiest way to sort of describe it if anybody remembers that back on nickelodeon in the day oh yeah <laughs> or yeah i mean that's what you know but there is like this where they actual kids come on and it's like a jedi temple challenge thing uh but that is the character he plays there so it's cool to get him to see like some cool redemption in in star wars and everyone was like this is awesome but we don't so really all we know is that he is the one who actually saved grogu from the temple but we don't know anything else further which they're going to save for a later date but I, it just seemed like we were going to really begin to dive into it a bit more yeah, it does kind of, like, I'm a little bit confused as to when season four will come around and when will the Mando verse Dave Filoni movie come around. It's kind of like, and so by the time we got to the finale, I appreciate it. I like the cute little happy ending for sure. But, like, you know, we just got Mandalore back. We were hanging out with Bo-Katan, like, Din Djarin didn't even say goodbye. <laughs> we didn't even see him say goodbye. So it's kind of like, you know, it left me a little bit at the end kind of like, well, where do we really go from here? Where's like the next step? And right. yeah, definitely want more of, of, of where did Grogu go after the, the Naboo people showed up and helped him and Keller and Beck out there during that Order 66 flashback. Yeah. And the ending, you know, the ending of this too, um, I almost felt like, man, you could have just ended uh, the show there uh, i mean it was just kind of like okay whoa not and then there was no post credit scene which i thought we were definitely going to get some kind of post credits scene something just to kind of set us into ahsoka we didn't get that so i really feel like the ahsoka show is probably going to like seems like they're really i don't know i feel like that's going to be the show of the year for probably for Star Wars. yeah 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 just, that's the baby Filoni's the, the baby <laughs> yeah because we got the trailers for it and it just seems like you know i don't know it, it just it just felt like man with the way mando felt to me just a little soft again i still loved it but just you know if you have to compare it to the other two seasons then it's like man then it feels like ahsoka might be the one that's like this is the big one that's going to set everything up i mean they are in the trailer they were talking about grand admiral thrawn and like you know heir to the empire i mean they were talking about like some big stuff so it seems like that's going to be like the bigger launching point whereas book of boba fett was really just sort of like a side story this feels like the next step yeah definitely yeah i'm um very go ahead yeah oh yeah. very excited for ahsoka i mean like you said i hope i hope that that's going to be like the the one that packs the most punch and it seems like it because I don't know anything about Thrawn. I, I just downloaded heir to the empire. So hopefully can get some, some of that in there. But um, yeah, I mean, is he in rebels and in he's Cold in Wars? rebels? Okay. No, he's only, okay. he, yeah, he's, yeah, he's only, he's only in rebels. And of course it feels like Thrawn's arc now is going to be sort of a blend of, his arc in rebels and some of his stuff from the books okay. right 
the both the now canon Thrawn books, because Timothy Zahn wrote both. Timothy Zahn wrote the original Thrawn trilogy, and he wrote the new Thrawn canon trilogy. And of course, okay, it's kind of okay. different. It's kind of different where Thrawn like shows up because now when they reintroduced him, he was heavy before the Galactic Civil War. You know, episodes four, five, and six. Whereas before it was like no Thrawn's whole deal was after episode six okay yeah um he has been expanded a bunch in the in even in canon comics and stuff like that as well uh like he's one of the people that knows you know that anakin is vader like there's definitely a lot of things he um he really kind of pushes back on palpatine's idea for like the death star in that okay. he's like, why are we spending all of these resources and funds on one space station when we should be building fleets? You know, it's like, would you rather have a fleet or would you rather have a Death Star? It's like, I'd rather have a fleet. Okay. So, yeah, Thrawn is like a master tactician. He, in the like extended universe and stuff, he uses these things called Ulyss. That's such a weird thing to say. Ulyssamari? Ulyssamari? Um... And you can see them in Rebels, these like sort of statues of them. They're basically just these creatures that can block the force. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like that's what also makes him formidable because he is very skilled in combat on on his own. So we're gonna we're gonna see how that plays out. Um, some other things. Timothy Zahn recently just said, I believe just said something about the grisk which is this sort of in the old extended universe there was this things called the yuzenbong which is like this like there was like this huge war that basically was what would have happened around the same time as the sequel trilogy where these like alien creatures came out of the unknown region and they're called the yuzen the yuzenbong and basically it's like enormous war where it's like the empire or it's like the the galaxy uh you know because it's still like factioned out you know with the new republic and everything and the outer rim bursts these creatures that came from the the unknown region. Then they sort of um, have these other things which also come from the unknown region called the Grisk, and that's sort of been what they've been using in canon. And Timothy Zahn said that that was actually his original plan was he wanted it to be the Grisk, this you know these another sort of alien creature race that exists out there in the unknown region that was going to be the threat to the chiss which is what thrawn is there's this like chiss okay. ascendancy and everything and it's basically it's, it's like another like it's like you know they're probably as powerful as like mandalore you know like oh, another okay. like his people which is why thrawn originally joins the empire because he realizes the empire actually he doesn't really he's not really like pro empire he's pro chiss and he realizes that the Empire have the strength to fight the Grisk, which is the thing. But back in the old days, he just went with the name Yuzenbong because it had already been sort of established in the uh, extended universe. Like all the other writers in the extended universe, because it was like a Wild West and like everyone's just yeah. writing stuff. <laughs> yeah, where now it's like, no, 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 We got to like hone it all down. So it's kind of like in this long, you know, way of like extended universe back to canon and let's cut some of this stuff out. He's back to his original plan. And that is what a lot of people think Dave Filoni still might go with. And they we might get the Yuzenbong war, but now it's just going to be the Grisk that is that thing that takes place between, 
you know, where we're at now with Mandalore and before, or with like Mandalorian stuff before episode seven. Okay. And that might, and that might be the conflict. And that might be the thing that leads us into the first order. Okay. Now does heir to the empire, is he like the de facto since Palpatine's gone? Is he like. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. I, cause it reminds me a little bit of, um, in Lord of the Rings, um, uh, when, I always get Sauron and Saruman. Saruman I know, I, I do. Big bad, I do right? Too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when he's gone, he kind of has uh, somebody called the Mouth of Sauron that shows up in like the extended version of Return of the mm -hmm. King. And he's sort of like this second in line to him kind of. And so that's what that kind of made me think of. Like there's got to still be, just because you cut the head off of the, 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 you know the dragon or whatever it doesn't mean like doesn't isn't there another one that's going to grow back and so thrawn makes sense and i think in mandal in mandal uh the mandalorian when he was when moff gideon was in that hologram room with all the mm -hmm. other little empire people that okay but it seemed like moff gideon wasn't really into that like or wait yeah. uh was it was it moff gideon or when it, somebody wasn't so into like thrawn so i wonder like if people like are pulling for other, you know, other right. yep. uh, people to be in charge or whatever. Yeah, I, I think I think if I remember correctly, there was the one guy who Moff Gideon was talking to about Thrawn, and he's like, "Well, Thrawn's coming back, and you're just mm -hmm. gonna have to deal with it." And some other people, and Gideon was kind of like, "Well, we haven't seen him." And then I think one, I think it was like a girl, like a female officer that agreed with yeah. him. And then yeah. he was like, "Well, I have my cloning thing." So yeah, it definitely seems like Gideon wants. And I also, and we can get into this, I don't think Gideon's dead uh, at all. Um, whether we see a clone of him or that was a clone that was killed or anything, I don't think Gideon's gone whatsoever. Um, <clears throat> but I, yeah, I, I think that Gideon wants to be the heir to the empire. He wants to be the one to sort of rule everything. And uh, yeah, and let's, yeah, we can, we can dive in. We can dive into a lot of that stuff. So, um, you know, obviously there was i think this was a shorter season this was like eight episodes if i yeah I, but just it felt like you know short shorter episodes a shorter season and it's like you know i always hate to like ask for more star wars because like we've all been through the star wars drought throughout the years right. but like you know just maybe like 10 episodes or maybe just like 10 more minutes to certain episodes you know i like when Mando and Grogu go off and do their thing and even with like focus can do the little mission style episodes. But like like again with the finale and some of the, the bigger, more prominent episodes, just like a little bit a little bit more, a little bit longer, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean I gotta yeah, and I agree with you because this season the way this this season was weird. Like the other season is, it was kind of like, okay, we get the trailers and we're like, all right, I can kind of piece together how I think this is gonna go. This season it was like, man, the trailers led me to believe that it was just going to be, I don't know, maybe bigger, like just a little more going on. And like, I thought that like the whole Mandalore stuff, like I kind of thought maybe this season, like we would see Moff Gideon, but he, he wouldn't be like the villain in it. I mean, he would be like, we would see like, oh, and he's building something. He would just be kind of like, all right, that's for season four or like Ahsoka. And then I thought like, I thought we were going to get Bo-Katan versus Din towards like the end of the season and that was going to be like how the season ends and like mine's a mandalore i did not think we were going there in like episode like 
one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, episode, really, it's like episode one and two were in the minds of Mandalore. Um, and then I kind of thought the Dr. Pershing thing would take a little bit longer, too. So this season, uh, it it definitely threw me for a loop. Again, I, I, I still liked it. But we'll kind of I'll pull up some of the episodes here and we can just kind of briefly go over them a little bit here. because I think that might be the best way to structure because there's a lot going on. Um, a lot of threads now. So chapter 17 was the first episode, the apostate. And this was pretty cool because this is where we get to see the new Mandalorian, uh, you know, Covent. And, you know, we go to Navarro, which is now a little bit bigger. And he's like, hey, I need IG-11 back so he can be destroyed to help Grogu. I definitely never thought we would see Grogu in like a mech suit. Um, <laughs> and later that was definitely, you know, like one of the funniest, uh, one of the funniest parts of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, so what did you think about, like, the Mandalorian, the Covent, and the armor this season? I I feel bad for ever thinking that she could possibly be a spy or, like, in on it. But she's just so mysterious, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, I like that they leave that that kind of mystique about her. Um, I, I think I the one thing that I felt like going into the season was, like, I think it's going to be pretty... Mandalore heavy Mandalorians have or like finding finding more Mandalorians coming together going back to the planet and like we kind of did that you know in up and down ways but um I think this was the one that started out with Pod Vizsla's son was right. starting the doing the creed so it's kind of nice to see the little inner workings of them um but like uh, and then having you know Din and Grogu come in on the Naboo, the N one fighter thing, right? Um, and getting that big monster turtle monster out of the way was pretty cool. Um, but it was a good way to kick off the season of like, you know, he wants to go, he needs to atone for taking off the helmet. It's like crazy that we're still hung up on like the helmet coming off. That was like, I know. okay. Um, and that I thought it was funny when he did bathe in the waters, how when he came back, Paz Vizsla was like, I don't really believe you. You were right. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, why would I lie? Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's why it's not to go back to the end of it. When Din didn't stay on Mandalore and didn't like stay with the armor and everybody, I was like, dang, he was pretty, the beginning of the season, you know, he was atoning for taking off the helmet going to great length to do so and then just to go back off to Navarro and be a you know a, a martial bounty hunter whatever kind of a guy it's sort of like well where did we drop that ball like a little right. bit you know so um I I was happiest when we were going to Mandalore and seeing all the freaky stuff in it and the trolls and the little eyeball robot guy that's when like you know that's some of the highlights of the season for me was like when we were actually on the planet and having you know him trying to get ig 11 and then ending up with what was it the r5 unit um right. that definitely didn't want to go in the minds of mandalore that was kind of funny um and then uh the both pants stuff seeing her just sitting on the throne not having much to do not having the dark saber not having any of her like troops or people anymore. I just was like, there's going to be the biggest fire that's going to be lit under her ass and it's going to be go time. So it was kind of just like, once we're going, we're going to go. And like when Brogu showed up and was like, my dad's in trouble. 
that's that was like all right like let's do this and I really enjoyed her hanging out with Rogu and being like you know you're not he's not the only Mandalorian out there you know like <laughs> there's more of us so I thought yeah I, I loved that yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. All of the stuff with the with the covenant, um, you know, it was was great. Obviously, I sad, you know, now that Paz Vizsla is gone, but he went down in like the one of the most epic blaze of glories in Star Wars fashion. So that was such a cool way. You know, that's John Favreau's character too. So I was like, all right, well, oh, I'm yeah. going down. I'm going, <laughs> you know, like we better we better make this like pretty we better make this like pretty freaking sweet. So that was definitely like pretty awesome i gotta go with that i will say there was some of the stuff with the armor had me confused because the episode with um it's i guess the, it's the one after the episode with lizzo and jack black which we'll which we'll talk about a little bit too um because that's when they go and they recruit the rest of them then they all go back to navarro and then they set up shop and bo katan is talking to her and you know i really thought that when she shows up she's like hey take off your helmet I was like, okay, like something's going on here. And she's talking about like, well, you are the one who needs to really unite Mandalore. So like, I kind of thought in that moment that what was really going to happen was I thought she was kind of setting Bo up to be like, you need to go beat Din Djarin and take the Darksaber. Like, kind of, yeah. Like if you watch, if you go back and watch it, like the tension is just really weird in that scene. You're like, okay, it seems like it's all mysterious. And then she's just like, nope. You guys are just gonna go get us more Mandalorians. So it's like, yeah, uh, she oh, okay. Both ways. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, how we went from like, oh, Bo-Katan, have you taken off your helmet yet? And she's like, well, no, not really. Well, then guess what? You're one of us right now. And then to turn around, an episode yeah. or two later, to be like. Oh well, you you know being called into the principal's office again, and it's like, oh, you got it. You can take it off now. You can walk both ways. It was like it just it just got a little bit confusing, and I don't know if maybe on a second watch it might be better. Um, I don't know when right. I'm gonna rewatch this season. Maybe before season four, but yeah, it just there were a few little head scratchy moments, and uh, you know that. Yeah. What what. <laughs> And then the dark, the dark saber too. What are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this is one of those places where it's like, you hear some of like the stuff on the side. I always, I mean, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any need to worry, but you hear some of the stuff on the sidelines, like, well, like Pedro Pascal's upset because he wants to show his face more. Cause you have to show your face for X amount of time to be qualified for Academy Awards. And now he's like a mega star. So, you know, I'm sure he's like, I want to be, you know, eligible for awards, which is fine. I get it. Um, so you have that. And then, of course, you know, like Cara Dune wasn't in it for obvious reasons. And they're, you know, so like you can, you know, were there moments where she should have actually been there that they said, well, we got to rewrite the script and figure that out. Um, so, you know, I mean, there this I definitely felt like we saw a little like some cracks this season and like stuff. You know, it's like this, like the Darksaber thing didn't make sense to me because you know like the whole thing is the dark saber is not the basically the dark saber is like not the elder wand it's like you have to say i'm challenging you for the dark saber and if i win it i now rule mandalore is like the way it's supposed to go and then it he it felt like just this weird way to give it to bo katan but the whole problem in the first place was that sabine and you'll and rebels 
basically just finds the dark saber when they go to like Darth Maul's lair. And she's like, okay, well, I got it now. And then she's like, well, I'll just give it to Bo-Katan and the, and everyone in front of all these Mandalorians. And they're all like, okay, sweet. Now she's in charge. And so it's just like, it now it's just like, Din just gave her the dark saber after we spent all this time saying you can't do it. And if like, that's the case, then you could go back and there's all sorts of arguments to be like, well, really Obi-Wan beats Paz Vizsla when he has the dark saber. So is Obi-Wan the leader of Mandalore and then Obi-Wan's beaten by Vader and then Vader, you know, it's like, or yeah, you could say Vader gets the dark saber. <laughs> yeah. Or really, you know, and then, you know, really it's like Darth Maul when he has it, he loses to Palpatine and then Palpatine's defeated by, well, he's defeated by Vader. So, you know, it's like, it's, it's like how I it was confusing. I didn't. It, yeah. It was like, this doesn't make sense. I think Katie Sackhoff said, um, the Bo-Katan actress, um, which like I, I know she showed up in season two, but it's still so awesome that like a Clone Wars voice actor ended up in live right. action. I just think it's so freaking rad. And she looks so much like her. Uh, her wig got yeah. so much better this season too, by the way. Right. Um, but she did state that like she was a little thrown off by the Darksaber being, you know, broken at the end. And I feel like if they wanted to prove that like the Darksaber wasn't this like as symbolic as it is then maybe we, that should have been in the narrative a little bit more like you right. know you don't you don't need the big trophy to unite everybody and bring them together but it was a kind of a big deal at the end of the Lizzo episode when she you know gets right. it, it, it when Jin Jarn is just like well I watched her I got captured uh she freaking beat this creature with the dark saber so it's hers here you go have it you know as a as a chick it's so cool to see you know somebody right. like bo katan you know have something that powerful and everything and then it's like you know he crushes crushes the dark saber but doesn't crush her hand that's why i was like her hand should right. have been shattered in that move but whatever right um yeah it's just, yeah. So there's just, again, a few head scratcher moments that like, unfortunately did take away from some of the funner, more lighthearted right. aspects of the season. And like, like to bring it back to season one and season two, not that I want to be beat up by Star Wars all the time, but like, you know, at the end of season one, freaking Mando almost died. Like when he had to take off his helmet that first time, I remember being like, whoa this is really intense and then there was a few really intense moments throughout the second season and i just feel like we kind of didn't get anything that really like was i don't know all that like super duper impactful i would say that dark saber moment was probably one of the most impactful moments i would say you know grogu shielding them from the fire that part really that was, touched me right that um, was really cool you know, because you see, you know, Din going to protect him and you see her little, Bo's little shield try to protect Grogu. And he's like, I got it, you guys. Like that was, that brought a lot of joy to my heart and it made me tear up a little bit. But like, um, you know, the Moff Gideon stuff, we just got this big bad guy back. He's been a mystery all season. Who took him? Who, who took him out of the New Republic, you know, spaceship? And where has he been? What is he doing? And then, I like the Elliot Kane plot line, the chick that was with Dr. Pershing. And then, right. you know, that was kind of cool. 
Um, but like, yeah, it, it leads me to think, like you said, that he must, it must be a clone. And I don't think they would, no pun intended, but Moff Gideon is such a mustache twirling villain in the best way. I mean that in a total compliment. Right. He's so juicy as a villain and he was so saucy in the finale of season two that like he kind of didn't quite have the same swagger and cadence right. and like well, I thought it was it just was a little bit off a little bit off uh, right well um have you heard so there's the theory about Moff Gideon might be alive or that it might have been a clone that was killed because of the mustache because mm -hmm. if you have you seen that it's crazy <laughs> Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's crazy. I did a TikTok on it because Moff Gideon is not wearing a mustache, is not doesn't have a mustache this season, and he's had one, and, and the clones, and the clones didn't. So people yeah. are like, you know, and that's not just like, oh, Giancarlo Esposito shaved before he came on set that day. He he very clearly, like that's very intentional, very intentional. And then I thought, you know, he fights Din for a little bit, then Bo. Bo comes in and then he kind of like ignored Grogu to like a, a certain extent I was sort of like uh you know what he didn't like he wasn't like oh there's the child or there's that thing that I needed for his blood to do cloning stuff it was just I don't know I thought he would be more like oh there's there's that little mythical little creature that I was so honed in on for two seasons straight you know it was all about Gideon capturing the child and then it was just sort of like oh oh little I don't know it just it was a little funky I just a little yeah. funky I I did a recording with uh two friends on Sunday and I just was like it just felt like some things were a little funky and I don't know if maybe somebody doing the writing or the show running wanted something one way and somebody wanted something different um it just it just felt uh, it got a little bit funky there with with Gideon at the end and so it makes perfect sense that it was a freaking clone rather yeah, than yeah. the real deal yeah I'm with you it just you know I think some of the another thing too uh you brought up the storyline of like Dr. Pershing and whatever the woman's name is um I, uh, that Elia Elia or Ilya Kane Kane right <clears throat> right I kind of felt like that would have been better had it been placed throughout the season rather than like one episode because they started the episode with like, you know, it's, it's, it's just like and then again, they do that thing where they cut to it like uh, sorry, now we're like we're finished with this. Now let's go do like Din and, you know, Bo-Katan like flying over here for a second. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like some of the stuff they did in Book of Boba Fett. And I was like, man, that you honestly could have like separated that into like throughout the season. Because we do see her again in that in the episode The Spies, which I think is like episode seven or whatever, where she's talking to Gideon before he goes and talks to like Shadow Council. 
And so it's like it would have you could have really spaced it out and it would have, you know, made some more sense and everything um, as to why, like, hey, we want to kill Dr. Pershing because there's like because there's like cloning stuff going on. So it's just it didn't you know, it didn't didn't vibe yeah. as well as I think they had hoped. And she's a really good um, bad guy. Like I I, I kind of skipped off when I said there wasn't anything dark that was like impactful. That Pershing episode, that little, that ending right there with the mind player thing and um, uh, with her eating the little biscuits and turning it all the way up, that was like spooky, spooky stuff right there. And I would have liked maybe a little bit more of that. So I don't know. I hope we see more of her in, you know, whatever, the next few seasons or uh, movie or whatever, whatever we get. But I liked her. I thought she was a nice addition. Um, she was a good, a good villain, a sneaky villain. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, I I I agree 100. percent She was she was great as like another villain in the season. And you know, to think about where it's going to go with her next season, because now if let's just say for the sake of argument, you know, we don't see Gideon for a while, or Gideon's like dead. Like now, is she the one running the show? Is she going to be? you know, trying to pick up his pieces or, you know, to see what happens with her ultimately. Yeah, because she stepped in. I forgot that um, the pirate episode uh, when um, I think Captain Carson was going to the New Republic and was like, hey, we should help the people on Navarro. Pirates are taking over. And she just stepped in and she was just sort of like, well, Navarro's not part of the New Republic. So maybe this would teach them a lesson. It was like, oh, okay right so there's a you know there's a pretty good thread so i i hope yeah i hope she she hangs around and we get more of that dark side you know trickles of the empire what's you know the remnants of it um with 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 her and hopefully the real moth gideon right right um what did you think of the uh lizzo jack black episode I enjoyed well, it. Well, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, and Christopher yeah. Lloyd. I thought he was a good, uh, a good little foil. Again, it was besides the dark saber stuff. It was a, a another mission oriented kind of episode. Like you got to go through point A to get to, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I like a good Star Wars cameo, and I just feel like Jack Black is perfectly fitting. I think a few months ago I tweeted uh like a gif of him and i said there should be more soft body jedis in star mm -hmm. wars and so when he showed up i was like okay he's not a jedi but he's here so and i thought it was really cute that grogu like helped her win her little game that she was playing so it was kind of a filler episode outside of the dark saber stuff but you know i i don't i don't mind i didn't mind it it was a nice yeah, little light I on first watch, I I was like, man, I don't know. I didn't like it because I was like, it's just weird. And it's, it's one of those things also where it's different when you're watching, when you're, when you're binging it as opposed to watching it week by week. So because we were watching it week by week, I was like, this feels like really weird. Like, and it sort of took it, took me out of it. But then I always watch it, you know, like first thing in the morning so I can get up and talk about it. And then I usually watch it later in the evening, you know, with my wife and, she of course loved it because she's a big Lizzo fan. So she was like, "This is great." She's like, "She like she she loved she loved it." And so then on my second watch, you know, it wasn't as like as as weird. So I do think actually now like now that I, you know, like seen it more and stuff like that, like I was like, okay, this is cool. Now I hope they come back 
that would make it yes. cool. then it's then it's not just like a as like a one-off then it's like no they're actually characters in star wars and lizzo did post a thing um which made me like it even more talking about how she viewed this as like a rite of passage for her because you know she's like she's like i my dad and i watched it like all the time when i was a kid and she's like i love it so she's like a true like hardcore star wars fan yes. and so that makes you like appreciate it even more because it's not just like hey well, let's go get like big name people to be you know in this like um and she hulk like megan the stallion or whatever was in like the like you know that, that was more of like a cameo okay and, yeah yeah um whereas this was more like hey these are people who actually genuinely love you know star wars it's but so all funny the... what ends up growing on you when it comes to Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, there's some things that, like, I used to not like that I'm like, you know, like Attack of the Clones. Like, I could not be bothered to see that movie as a teenager. But, like, I put it on now and I'm like, this is just, like, such a delightful right. movie to put on. I love the, you know, the, I love anything having to do with cloning and all of that stuff. So, like, um uh yeah especially with like Camino and everything but um yeah she, Lizzo dressed up as uh Grogu for Halloween a couple I think a year right. ago <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah yeah and the and I, the the memes also of Christopher Lloyd the like the Mandalorian like DeLorean DeLorean memes, yeah, yeah were like <laughs> they were great they were great because the week I, before it was um the the jokes were because the Dr. Pershing episode everyone's like this episode's too slow and so everyone was making jokes that it was like Andor, right? Because like so they're like so they did the Mandalorian logo, but Andor is in there, so it was like Mandor Lorian, and yes. it was like in there too. Because I loved I loved Andor, um, and you know I think we both did, but so it's like you know they're definitely Andor is not for everyone, um, but uh, you know I I loved it. So it was just kind of funny. The the, the memes in the back back weeks were pretty good, but um, if you had to pick a, a favorite moment for the season, ooh okay um. Hmm. I would say uh, my okay. My absolute favorite thing was when Din got captured by the eyeball robot thing, and mm -hmm. uh, in the second episode, and you had Grogu going through the the mines with Mandalore on his own, like blasting the trolls out of the way, flipping into the ship, pointing at the map at at R five, and saying like, you know, we need to go to Bo Katan's castle. I thought that was so cool. That whole sequence was, I, I don't know how they make it. Like CGI and special effects, they just blow my mind. And having this little puppet in this little pram, stro you know, stroller without wheels, I just, that to be was like one of the most delightful parts of the whole season. And then I would say probably when he protected uh, uh, Bo-Katan and Din from the fire and he looked like he was, you know, in an orchestra, you know, or like a maestro or something that, that I would definitely say, say that. Yeah. For me, I would say Paz Vizsla's death was freaking Oh sweet. yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, um, it was kind of like, because there was a lot of action going on, it's kind of easy to miss. But in the final episode, when all the Mandalorians are like storming the, uh, base essentially, there's a couple shots of like this aerial shot and you see, um, what is it? Uh, what is her name? So whatever Sasha Banks character is. Oh, yes. Um, uh, Koska Reeves. Koska Reeves. You're right. Like she's there. And then you see Din. Uh, then you see uh, Bo-Katan flying and she's got the, the dark saber. But the armorer is like going down. 
and like just flying down and she's just like throwing her freaking hammer and like slamming these stormtroopers in the face like i was like this is sick like this Dude, is she's, she was so rad she was so rad in the pirate episode when she went up into uh grief carga's office and oh she just, and she's just boom, like boom. leveling people <laughs> yeah yeah they've done, that was they've, They've done a couple of these, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're just, first of all, they're just badass scenes with, they also just happen to be badass women. But if you want to call them like girl power scenes or whatever, because they did one, you know, last in season two, where it's like, and it's also one of my favorite shots in Mandalorian. It's right once they come out of the elevator and it's just like this close up of uh, Gina Carano, you know, it's Cara Dune and like, she's got like the big ass like gun, like right there. And it's like, and then obviously, um, Oh god. Fennec. Uh, yeah, like they're all there and like it's just such a such a cool scene. But I think the one I think you know uh this season's was even more sweet just because it was like them and they're like flying down and, and like Bo-Katan gets the dark saber out and it's like like it was sweet. It was it is but it's so short. It's such, it's a short little uh snippet because yeah. there's a lot that going on great, at the same time. That was an amazing sequence. Again, like mind blowing. Like how do they <laughs> how do they do this? <laughs> yeah so um what, it, what now that you've now that we've both seen obviously uh the three seasons how would you rank them Ooh, okay i would say i would go two one and three if i had to put them yeah in order i gotta yeah. go back to season one again i think I, it's been like probably two years since i've really watched any episode from season one um i'd love to just watch the pilot again to see like his little hand come out of the the thing and touched in jar again yeah um we so we rewatched all of it including book of boba fett before season three came out and yeah season i mean season one is is like is really good like the, that first episode is amazing like the opening sequence is just so good um but i'm 100 percent agree with agreement with you versus i feel like see for me it's yeah i would go with the same two one three and again not that i mean if i rank I had to rank season like season two for me is like five out of five stars whereas like season one is like four and a half stars out of five and for me yeah. it's like season three is probably like three and a half stars out of five like it's still like a great season but i yeah. just, I, I i didn't feel as you know like ultra um ultra ultra connected to it um okay uh plenty of space so okay let's dive into visions um a little bit here uh because i'd love to hear your thoughts on visions well i don't you know i don't think we were you and i really maybe we have in the past talked about vision season one but we can also talk about like visions obviously season two since that just came out Okay, what what were your favorite? Not to ask you a question, but That's what fine. were your favorite? What uh, what what like few episodes were like the highlights for you for Visions Two this time? Yeah, so first I want to say this just as my thoughts on Visions in the first place. So I love the concept of Star Wars Visions because the whole deal is that it is we're going to give a bunch of different people opportunities to create stuff for star wars and it's you know it's like i think season one was they're both nine episodes each and so you know it's like there's the the best part about it was when season one came out i remember talking to all the everybody and you know uh, people were replying in the comments and everything and it was like everybody had a totally different opinion about what they liked so i didn't find myself 
liking season two as much as I did season one. Um, but I think some of that might just be there's a lot going on when season two came out. You know, yeah, like there's been a lot going on in Star like, Wars. We just got over Mando. Year. It was came out on May the 4th, where there was some new Star Wars news, and it was Jedi Survivors getting ready to come out. So sort of like there was a lot going on. I also think that visions in some ways it's because you know it's I don't think it's really intended to be binged. Uh but as yeah. Star Wars fans, we do. Because that was one of the things I felt like, you know, the order in season one, I was like, man, the order jumped around a lot. But it's they're just standalone episodes. So, um, like, season one, I'll look at it because I sort of look at it as a whole. You know, like, the first episode, The Duel, that was that black and white one with, like, red with the Sith Saber. Like, a lot of people love that one. Ah, that's yeah. not me. I I didn't... I didn't particularly like it because I really love like the true like, you know, old school anime and everything. So when we got to like episode two, which was Tatooine Rhapsody, which was that like rock concert one, I was like, oh, OK, now guy. this is this is my game. And then it was four and five of season one, which is the Village Bride and the Ninth Jedi. I was like, oh, yeah, like the this is this is my jam. So season two, I actually you know, the first one is. I really liked the Sith one. Um, it was, you know, this season also didn't have as much like anime animation, whereas this was much more just like animation animation. Mm -hmm. It was definitely not like that, you know, sort of like cartoon, I guess, if you want like anime style. There was one episode which was like that um journey to the dark head episode five that was my favorite because i was like as soon as when we get to when i got to that one i was like oh yep here we go this is that like anime anime style um you know great combat and everything so episode five for me was by far my favorite of the season awesome yeah how about I you I I still i think to this day out of all of them it's so funny is the is the first one from uh, season one season one yeah the roman the there was something yeah the duel the duel um his character is just so interesting and i think there's like a book or something out on him which i should get into um but i really like uh there was two stories that stood out to me that had really good sibling dynamics mm -hmm. it was uh in the stars with the two sisters who uh their their whole village had gotten blown up and uh, the Empire was hoarding all the water, their water, and um, you had the older sister protecting the younger sister. And then there was the bandits of Golok, or Golik, I hope I'm saying that right, mm -hmm. with the older brother and the little sister. And she's Force-sensitive, and he's trying to protect her. And they, there's that older lady that shows up at the end, and her staff breaks into two different um, lightsabers. She's got the dual, you know, the dual lightsabers. And I just, those ones were my favorite. Um, and then the spy dancer one where you had the, 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 the uh, theater that was entertaining the stormtroopers and stuff. Um, there is a podcast YouTube channel called Father Son Galaxy. It's a father and son that get into Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And um, they brought up that the director was inspired by um, the World War II resistance and by uh, this really world famous entertainer named Josephine Baker, who I did a podcast on quite a few years ago. 
but um, she was a singer, dancer here in America. She moved uh, to France because racism in America is really awful and horrible. And it wasn't quite as bad in France for her. And um, she became a, a superstar. But World War II happened while she was living there. And she actually did some resistance stuff against the Nazis. And so I guess this Spy Dancer episode was a little bit inspired by her. And so that just made my heart really happy. That was a tragic episode, too, having uh, the lady's son was taken from her when he was just a baby. And then the son coming back at the end of the episode, um, you know, for 10 minute, 15 minute little episodes, they really they really do pack a punch. And so I, I really like those ones a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, it, this, that, it's the thing about it where I was, where it's like, even though I didn't like this season as much as I liked last season, um, I think for me, really, it was just like, honestly, it really just came down to animation style and where it's just, and, in, and even though I didn't like it, it's, it's fine. Like it's not bad or anything. Cause it's the whole purpose is to give a bunch of different slices of say, Hey, try this, try that, try this, try that. You know, like that's the, the fun thing about visions. Um, I also really was kind of hoping maybe we would get like one or two of, you know, the episodes that everyone seemed to be talking about last, last time, like we'd get a continuation. I kind of thought maybe we would. And then that, and then that didn't happen. Not that they said it was going to, I just thought maybe that could have been, you know, something that, that was the case, but that, that didn't happen. Um, and then a lot of the stories in this season felt pretty similar. Like they, they all were like kind of like similar they were all like just young girls like discovering the forest which is like fine but it was just like well nine episodes of that is like okay well you know they all felt kind of similar whereas like season one like every episode felt like a total different like totally different like mm-hmm. plot thread story there was one about the little robot like the droid um you know and and everything so it was just like okay so you know it's just i we only had season one to go off of. And so it's like when you get into season two and it's like, oh, okay, this it's all a little more similar. Um, and then the animation style in a lot of the episodes I found, or I thought were more almost like Pixar-y if I had to, de- to describe it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was still good. And again, it's the other thing is it's like, that's the whole purpose of this thing. It's like every episode is going to be totally different and everyone's going to kind of like some things that they did um another one one of the other ones that i liked and i think was felt like online the one everyone was talking about was the last one like ao song ao song or something like that oh did i get i don't know if i got to that one my my sons they're both kind of still into star wars but not quite as much and so the other right. day my oldest was like um let's watch the new visions mom and i was like okay so we okay. kind of blew through uh about seven of them and then today i rewatched a couple of them but i am blanking out on the very last one yeah it's the one yeah it's okay uh yeah it's the one there's a a young girl named aya it's like a a u um and i forget how they pronounce it in the episode seems to have an unusual effects on crystals when she sings her father a bat is trying to help a jedi named kratu find uh with finding a way to heal these like crystals but he warns like the singing could be dangerous they go inside a cave she begins to sing 
um and it causes like the the cave to react violently and then the jedi tries to save him but she realizes she must sing again and then she purifies the crystals so it was, was kind of cool and it was another one like i thought the animation i i, I kind of liked it in in this one but um yeah i mean that's the again it's it's the whole deal about visions is every episode's going to be different which is for me like i was like episode five was my favorite because it was like that good like classic like you know anime cartoon sort of sort of style which is another reason why i know a lot of people don't like it you know the animation we get in like the 3d animation we get in clone wars and bad batch and then uh rebels i just still sort of prefer like the old animated clone wars original one that's like a cartoon the 2d yeah the the 2d you know i i don't know what it is i just love it maybe it's because i've you know watched I've grown up, I grew up watching anime, you know, like Dragon Ball and all, you know, Gundam and heck, even Sailor Moon, because it was on, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah. that's that for me, as soon as we get hit that, I was like, all right, now I'm in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I like the project of Visions, like as a whole, and I really hope that we get like, you know, a season, season three and a season four and everything and hopefully you know i'd love to see some of these continued because some of these yeah like, that would be cool like a volume two well like a part two or whatever to some of them. right yeah because in, in season one like the, the village bride episode and the ninth jedi those were like sweet i mean those were like by far those are those are my favorite of the of the whole thing and then there was that one uh toby toby one. Oh yeah toby one it's, the little he's like he's like the little droid yeah, yeah yeah i loved it i really enjoyed the twins episode where you had the two that were um it, they were made by the mm-hmm. dark side for the dark side by the dark side and then you had the brother and sister kind of split apart that yeah. one that one was gnarly that was a really good um yeah episode. and the anime and the animation on that too was like really cool it was like very colorful uh mm-hmm. you, you know you know ty- type of thing too so so yeah so hmm okay well um i guess you know that, that might be it sarah we kind of talked about we kind of ran through visions talked about mando uh just some other you know other things we haven't really talked about um you know you and i both are kind of finishing bad batch um you know it's one of those things where it's like bad batch being on at the same time as mando sorry it's fun it's funky it's like i i I'm don't like saving it season, i'm saving season two for when there's not other star wars stuff going on because i want to give it my full and undivided attention and i've already had stuff spoiled on twitter i already know which character <laughs> we, right. we're gonna lose at the end and who's betrayed who but that's okay i but i like you said when there's so much going on at once and everything is like bam 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 it's like my brain can only contain and retain so much. So yeah, I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to getting into season two of Bad Batch in a nice quiet setting with like not a whole bunch of other Star Wars things going on at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like right now actually would be the perfect time to release Bad Batch season two. Cause it's like, okay, Mando's over. We now we have like nothing mm-hmm. till now we have, you know, like nothing other than the video game. August. Um, until august and so yeah i i don't get that because they did the same mm-hmm. thing during andor whereas like andor was already going up against house of the dragon and lord of the rings and like some other and like she hulk there's a lot of there's a lot of competition for andor unfortunately and then tales of the jedi that dropped during one of the weeks of oh yeah 
of Andor, and so I'm only like, like three. Ep- I'm only three episodes. <laughs> I know three it's... episodes in the Tales of the Jedi. And I know those are it... short stories too. I know it's the problem. It's not the problem that we have. We don't have enough. The problem is the problem with Star Wars is that they release it. They keep releasing it on top of each other when they don't need to. Yeah, you know, yeah, and so I, a little bit. yeah, because it for a long time it was like they would they would only like they never wanted to have a they like a Marvel show running against a Star Wars show. It was like okay, Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars, and that was fine. Then it was like all right, now we got like some overlap and some things, and it was like it's 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 too hard to to keep up with all the little projects when you're dumping them on the same week. Yeah, when you go to dinner, you don't want your appetizer and your salad and the dinner to, and your entree to show up at, at the, the exact same time. At the, exa- <laughs> at the exact at the exact same time. So Woo. fun, fun. All right. Well, Sarah, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Sarah Palpatine on Twitter and TikTok and YouTube. Uh, now I'm back on Instagram after a long, long hiatus. But uh, yeah, I've been doing, um, I did almost every episode of Mandalorian on my podcast. I'm in the middle of succession right now. So curiosity kill the cat is the podcast you can find me at. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I love all anytime we can get together, talk star Wars or anything is always such a, such a fun time. So awesome. Well, with that guys, as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And remember that track. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.